ever have times when things feel so bad you just want to shout, what is going on? Why is this happening? Help! If so, you're not alone. In this episode, Reverend Catherine Wagstaff looks at people in the Bible who raged and shouted at God, asking him what was going on, what he thought he was doing, and asking him for help. They brought everything to God, and she encourages us to do the same. We start with a reading from Psalms. Psalms is an Old Testament book full of poetry, prayers and songs written by various authors who are collectively known as the Psalmists. Psalm 86 verses 1 to 10 Hear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am devoted to you. You are my God. Save your servant who trusts in you. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, for to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. You are kind and forgiving, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. In the day of my trouble I will call to you, for you will answer me. Among the gods there is none like you, O Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you have made will come and worship before you, O Lord. They will bring glory to your name. For you are great and do marvellous deeds. You alone are God. Well, recently, a friend said to Ruth, who put this material together, that he was grateful for the gift of desperation. Now, there's a thought. Grateful for the gift of desperation. Because he said it was what made him reach out for help. Now, this echoes, she says, for her in the Psalms, where there is nothing that the psalmist won't bring to God. Fear, panic, anger, despair, jealousy, injustices, pain. From the lowest depths, the psalmist cries out to God. For what else are the depths for but to give us the gift of desperation? which makes us reach out to God. Now, I love the Psalms. All emotions can be found there. We turn to many, to the Psalms, of course, for praise. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord in Psalm 150. Or perhaps we go there for reassurance and comfort. God is our strength and our refuge, we find in Psalm 46. Perhaps we go for guidance and for prayer. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths, we find in Psalm 25. But how often do we turn to the book of Psalms to help us in our grief, our questioning, even our anger with God, in short, in our lamenting? And yet there is plenty of that there. The Psalms are very honest, And some of the psalmists do not hold back in letting God have it, as it were. In today's Psalm 86, 
The psalmist asks God to take notice of him because he is poor and needy. Preserve my life, he says. Save your servant. I cry to you all day long. I think that could be code for why aren't you listening, God? I call on you in my trouble. Now, this psalm, compared with some, is quite moderate. The psalmist here is able to acknowledge God's glory and greatness, his forgiveness and his steadfast love. In other psalms, it's not quite the same. The writers have a proper moan and a proper good old complaint to God. Psalm 102, for example, the psalmist moans. He says, I'm lonely. I can't sleep. I don't want to eat. He's emaciated. He has a fever. He feels isolated. He's even derided by others. These are emotions. We can get alongside some of these, can't we? But even here, with all these troubles, the psalmist finds a reason for hope. He finds a confidence in God's eternal presence. In essence, he's saying, I may be feeling rubbish and rejected, but I know you, Lord, will have compassion and pity. You will hear my prayers and my groans and set me free. Just one of the lament psalms seems to have nothing to be reassured by or thank God for. And that's Psalm 38. So you can check that out later. But quite frankly, the psalmist is being an utter misery, complaining from beginning to end. Nothing is positive, it feels. All is gloom. There's barely a glimmer of any hope. And we might want to shout at the psalmist, for goodness sake, snap out of it. Life can't be all that bad. But of course, the truth is that life can be that bad. It can feel that bad. It is that bad for that psalmist at that moment. He feels utterly crushed by his despair and he yearns for God's closeness because he knows that God can dwell with him in the darkness that he is experiencing. He is deeply depressed but God is with him in the middle of it all, in the middle of the darkness. So why have I gone down this miserable road? Well, I want to make a point, really, a clear point. Uh, before we move on to look at our gospel reading and we look at our Lord's suffering of the soul. But I believe it is a good thing to lament. We need to lament. We're realistic people and we know that we cannot be on that mountaintop all the time. We don't always feel bouncy and bubbly, that life is wonderful, that we're ready to praise God because everything in our garden is rosy. Sometimes we need to lament. And I would suggest that this time of all times when we individually and corporately have experienced significant hardship, some, of course, far more than others, though none of us remain untouched. At such a time as this, we can throw ourselves upon the mercy of God and cry out to him and lament in his presence. Seek him in the darkness because he is found even there. We were talking at coffee morning the other day about this very subject, saying that perhaps as well as having services of celebration when all this is over and we can gather freely together in our churches again. Can you imagine that? One day it will happen. 
perhaps we will need also some time to lament. To lament of all that has happened, of the deep hardship and the struggles that folk have endured because of this crisis. To have a time to come to God, to pour out our troubles before God and find that even in our darkest moments, God has been there, that God is there and God will be there. And I think this is the gift of desperation, which makes us reach out to God. And my prayer is that through our lament, we can reach to the heart of God, who alone can lift up our souls, as the writer of Psalm 86 says. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call on you. And we can celebrate, we can truly celebrate and praise God that in the midst of the darkness, he is there. God has not removed his love from us. His promises remain. He is the God who heals, who forgives, and who is abounding in steadfast love. We turn now to a New Testament book, the Gospel of Luke, which tells the story of Jesus. Luke chapter 22, verses 39 to 46. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so you will not fall into temptation. Jesus, too, gives an example of crying out to God in desperation. His heart-wrenching prayer in the reading we heard in Gethsemane, Jesus brings everything, just as the psalmists do. He brings it all to God, the pain, the anguish, the loneliness. He brings it to God just as it is. Now, Jesus is going through extreme psychological pressure. He is feeling crushed. Interestingly, I learned recently that Gethsemane means the oil press, which is a place of crushing. He is sweating blood. This is extreme pressure. Jesus' soul is overwhelmed. We live in a time of great anxiety. If we are not feeling anxious or panicked, there will be someone in your street who is. There is a pandemic of fear, I might suggest. Jesus, in his humanity, experiences extreme pressure, psychological pain, fear. What does Jesus do? 
Well, he chooses to go to Gethsemane. Now, that's a familiar place to him. I think it might be a a favourite place. It's an often visited place on the Mount of Olives. So I think he's seeking out a familiar place and and building a familiar routine. And those things are important for us. If we need a coping mechanism, if we are struggling with anxiety to find a familiar place, a place where we are comfortable, where we where we where we know it, a place that we really know and feel comfortable, then that's a good coping mechanism that can help us. And Jesus also took his friends along. He didn't decide to go it alone, perhaps to protect them or to prove that he could cope on his own. He allowed his friends to see his vulnerability and his pain. If we are struggling, it's not good to try and to tough it out on our own. We need to lean in to those closest to us and allow them to share our vulnerability. And I would say it's good to be able to lament together, just as indeed we praise God together. And Jesus isn't only vulnerable with his friends, of course. He is open. He is honest with God. Take this cup away. He knows what will happen as a consequence of his preceding actions. He knows what is lying ahead. And he prays to God, not my will, but yours be done. But he doesn't pray that before he opens his heart to God and asks God to take it away. He does not want to die on the cross. He does not want to suffer. This is God. This is Jesus at his most human. Jesus at his most vulnerable, perhaps, before God, his father. Take it away, he cries to God. However, this time is for us. The examples of the psalmists and of Jesus encourage us to bring it all to God, just as we are. If there is fear, panic, anguish, anxiety, bring it to God. Let that push you to reach out to God and to good people for help. If there is desperation, loneliness, despair, Let those be the things that have us lamenting before God, pouring our hearts out to God, reaching out to the one who is our creator, our sustainer and our upholder. And of course, if there is joy and gratitude and praise, bring that too. The psalmists bring it all. Jesus brings it all. And so can we confidently without fear, knowing that we are beloved. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call on you. Amen. Safe in the shadow of the Lord, beneath his hand and power, I trust in him, I trust in him, my fortress and my tower. My hope is set on God alone, though Satan spreads his snare. I trust in him, 
I trust in him to keep me in his care. From fears and phantoms of the night, from foes about my way, I trust in him, I trust in him, by darkness as by day. His holy angels keep my feet secure from every stone. I trust in him, I trust in him, and unafraid go on. Strong in the everlasting name and in my Father's care, I trust in him, I trust in him, who hears and answers prayer. Safe in the shadow of the Lord, possessed by love divine, I trust in him, I trust in him, and meet his love with mine.
content in this podcast is adapted from recorded Zoom services held by Dawlish Methodist Church. Full videos can be viewed on their Facebook page. Music is taken from worshiplyricvideos.com. All rights reserved. <laughs>